What is up, guys? This is a new genocidal talk, and I waited and waited and waited until finally news came out, and there's a whole lot of news I gotta cover. So prepare for your minds and the knowledge to be dropped and blown away. <clears throat> first things first. Um, I know I took a hiatus. I know I've seen a lot of wrestling um, reports from a lot of wrestling journalists, and. <clears throat> I made sure to, you know, watch the videos and, you know, get my, give my little feedback in my mind and highlight things that were really important to me. Um, <clears throat> not only that, but I also waited for more news to break, which it did. And I waited about a week or two to see if there's any more news before I break any news. And Sure enough, there is a lot of news I could cover, so this podcast is going to cover it all. Of course, I am going to be sharing my opinions on things, and you know how my mouth is. My mouthful is a very reckless mouthful. So, with that being said, without further ado, we're going to go jump right into this. So, first things first, we're going to go and jump into the NXT call-ups and what they're, they're doing with the NXT call-ups, which, and my opinions on what's going on with them right now as we speak. Um, so Heavy Machinery, uh, EC3, um, Lacey, I see, I forgot Lacey's name, it's not Von Eric, it's, it's something else, anyways, uh, Lacey, uh, and Nikki Cross were all set to debut on the main roster, choosing their respective, uh, main brand roster to join up on and, uh, and to pretty much compete whether it be singles and divisions or tag team divisions. Now, um, a lot of reports were saying that Laura Sullivan was supposed to be going to Raw earlier last year. Then this year he was supposed to go on SmackDown. And they got booked for, at least Lacey and EC3, they got booked for a main event in the dark matches, which didn't come to fruition um, for at least Lacey, EC3. I believe he was uh, he was on, on the schedule. I think Lacey did wrestle, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure she didn't. I think they they kind of pulled her off on on the uh, on her on her uh, main event um, dark match because well I think she had anxiety a lot, which you know they're not comfortable and not used to performing in WWE stadiums versus WWE NXT where it the, the thousands are different, you know, so you'll be caught maybe like fifty, twenty to fifty thousand people in NXT, you'll be doing double or if that triple in the main roster and on their main event shows. Um, so you know, there was reports I think Lacey was supposed to do a main event. I think she had dropped for the main event and she did Monday Night Raw instead. Or with the main event that she did in main and Monday Night Raw, she dropped because uh <clears throat> due to the, the the capacity and and her not being adjusted to you know knowing which way to to kind of like mentally put herself in like you know because again there's cold spots in wrestling so she's not hundred percent sure what the level of capacity what her spots are without feeling nervous. Um, EC3 did perfectly fine because he's used to those capacity um, crowds. But anyways. Lars Sullivan, the reason why I brought this up is because Lars Sullivan um, did not show up on either SmackDown or Raw. Um, last, week, uh, last week, Raw, he was set to debut, or two weeks ago. He did not do that. He had an anxiety attack, and he left, which 
you know, if you don't know, Batista actually suffers from the same thing. Uh, Batista did not, um, did a promo with his, like, his regular face. He had always a sunglass on, on when he speaks, and he has, he's really shy when he's doing public speaking. That's why you see Batista always wearing a, a, uh, sunglass. Um, so Lars Sullivan caught an anxiety attack, and he went home, um, and then, Raw on that was Raw SmackDown. He was supposed to do the same thing. He was supposed to make an appearance and do a match on SmackDown. That never happened either. He wouldn't even show up to SmackDown, and that was because of the reason of anxiety attacks. So we don't know what's gonna happen with Lars Sullivan. They might have dropped the ball on Lars Sullivan. They might have sent him back to NXT and to work on anxiety, his anxiety problems, and maybe have selected somebody else to come up to be the next call-up because, again, that's an opportunity that you don't want a bull to be dropping on. And if Lars Sullivan cannot compete in that crowd and that capacity, uh, that could cause a big problem, like a huge problem. Not only that, um, <clears throat> Nikki Cross was the only person that was due to be called up who performed on both SmackDown and Raw last year. She wrestled on SmackDown against uh, Becky Lynch um, before, I think it was um, two weeks before uh, her versus Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, which never happened. It was Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. But nonetheless, um, <clears throat> Becky Lynch wrestled Nikki, Cro uh, Nikki Cross, and Nikki Cross did lose. And then she appeared on Raw this year, uh, about maybe two weeks ago. And she did a match with Natalia and Bailey in a triple tag team match. And Nikki Cross, with her deranged self, um, helped put the team together and helped the team get a W. Um, Nikki Cross is insane. If you've never seen Nikki Cross work, I best advise you definitely watch her matches, especially in NXT. She is a wild and crazy girl. Um, she's also very, very out there. So... Watching her matches is like watching a deranged person, you know, trying to trying to fight. It's 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 very very satisfying, but also very cringy to watch. It's not cringy in a, in a sense like, ooh, I wouldn't watch it. It's more cringy like, ooh, did she really do that? Yeah, it's one of those. Um, not only that, uh, <clears throat> Nikki Cross also have been um, posting up some stuff as well, some secretive lucrative. Uh, um, like uh, messages on Twitter and on Instagram, so kind of give a cryptic message saying that she might be going to SmackDown. We're still not one hundred percent sure, but only time can tell, and we only we don't know what's going on in this man's mind. But um, we might see Nikki Cross on SmackDown. Now, as far as Lars Sullivan, he was supposed to have a match against John Cena, big match, John. Um, at WrestleMania, it doesn't look like his anxiety is going to allow him to do that because, again, that is over, that's quadruple the size of Raw and SmackDown put together. Um, WrestleMania is a big, big, huge event, and um, <clears throat> we might not even see Lars Sullivan um, do any of that shows, to be honest with you, um, but we might get Velveteen Dream, which Velveteen, which John Cena actually tweeted about Velveteen Dream. And saying that he is the next big and bright um, superstar and he has a bright future ahead of him. And Velveteen Dream tweeting out, um, keep this message uh, or keep this tweet um, posted or remember this tweet posted. I'm going to have a match with John Cena at WrestleMania. So 
We never know we might see Velveteen Dream at WrestleMania, which is a great look for Velveteen Dream. Not only that, but it's a great look for NXT. And it finally shows NXT has a spot on on WrestleMania, and they deserve the spot on WrestleMania. Um, moving away from that, though, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the way they did the announcing of the Women's Tag Team um, Championships belt, which I'm not too keen on it. I don't like the way it looks, but again, it's a new belt. Not everybody's going to like a new belt. Um, not only that, but the belt is actually a step up from, well, the tag team, the men's tag team belts. Um, the women's tag team belt, it's not confirmed on what brand it's going to be on. It looks like it's going to be on Raw because the SmackDown didn't really mention anything about it too much. Um, other than the Iconics is saying that they're going to win the title because it's um, supposedly an open um, open challenge match at Royal Rumble for the women's title. So it's going to be two teams from Raw, two teams from SmackDown trying to pick up the tag team belts. Um but we don't know what belts these brands are going. We don't know what belts the brands uh, the brands are going to pick up the belts. You know, we don't know if Raw's going to pick up the tag team belts or SmackDown going to pick up the tag team belts, or is it going to be like what happened in two thousand early two thousands with the women's title, where a lot of Raw women face for um, the tag team belts. Well, a lot of Raw women uh, face for the women's title, and the SmackDown women are really forgotten about. Um, we're not sure what's going on with that. It's kind of a stupid idea that uh, Vince McMahon did not kind of like made two belts like they did with Raw and SmackDown men tag team belts. It's kind of stupid that they didn't do the same thing with the women's title. But maybe he's not trying to have more slots open for uh, tag team divisions because if you don't know, tag team divisions right now are getting kind of buried. Um, and we're going to get into that. It's going to be a little segue after this. But the way they introduced the belt was. Um, Alexa Bliss doing a sit-down talk show, introducing about the uh, the titles, and then the Heaven Machinery came out and kind of like making fun of the title, saying that they're gonna face for it. Well, um, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, I'm not good with XT names, but either way, uh, they kind of made fun, saying that they're gonna face for it, and they're like, "No, we're not. We're not facing for these. These are the wrong titles. These are not even the women's. These are not even the men's title." Like. We have to go to the back now. It, is, it was just a funny segment. Um, we don't know who's going to be facing for it yet. It might be announced tonight on Raw. Who's going to be facing for what title. Um, but it's it's pretty much um, a set deal. Um, speaking of title matches, before I get into the segue that I wanted to get into, this is another segue. It's another little swerve. Uh, Bobby Lashley did pick up the Intercontinental Championship last week um, from beating Dean Ambrose, who is somebody who's also somebody you want to watch. Like, if you want a kind of idea what Nikki Cross is about, just watch Dean Ambrose. He's a lighter toned, very lighter toned than Nikki Cross. Um, but the Lunatic Fringe lost his his title. Um, so, we don't know what's going to go on from there. Um, we don't know if it's going to set up for Bobby Lashley versus Dean Ambrose or it's going to be a triple threat match at Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental title. We don't know. Um, we just have to wait and see. Um, another match that's also, again, want to kind of segue into it a little bit before we get into the tag team division and what's going on with that. Um, another match that was scrapped was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. 
Um, now, the reason why was because reports were saying that Braun Strowman was not medically cleared. Um, the segment was that uh, Braun Strowman was running for, looking for, I think it was, who was it? Oh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin jumped into the limousine, um, down the hole in the back. Um, Braun Strowman was looking for him. He ran past Elias. Elias was strumming a guitar, singing where Braun Strowman was. I mean, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, where Bar- Baron Corbin was. So Braun Strowman ran down the hall where he was directed to do. Um, Baron Corbin was in the limousine. He locked the door. Uh, Braun Strowman broke first, I think, smash. No, he didn't smash the, the kind of fight, like, to open the door. He didn't smash the window. Um, then the door's locked. Um, then Braun ripped open the door completely right off the hinges. Uh, Baron Corbin ran out of the limousine. And Vincent Wayne was standing right there, was seeing all of this. And Vincent Wayne was saying, well, pretty much you have to pay for the limousine. Um, and it's coming out of your paycheck. And he's like, oh, that stupid thing. I could, you know, whatever. He was pretty much trashing the limousine. And then Vincent Wayne told him, like, well, you just lost your opportunity at Royal Rumble. The real reason why that all happened, and you can go back and watch the segment, because I kind of did it like a life breathing, light, very light breathing about it, um, the reason why they really did that was not because of the fact that Braun Strowman is not medically cleared, it was because they had no plans for Braun Strowman to win it, and they didn't want to have another repeat of Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, part three, where Braun Strowman gets buried, so, and it had nothing to do with his political, what's going on in the, in the back, and now, if, there's, if you don't know what the word heat is, heat is pretty much where you piss off the locker room and everybody has a problem with you, and you become the problem superstar. So um, that's not the case at all. In Braun Strowman's case, he had a heat before. That's why he didn't pick up the title before, but now there's no heat. It was just they didn't have plans for him to win it, and they didn't want him to lose it. So they decided for him to um, not even wrestle for it and to begin with, and especially since the reports are coming out saying that Brock Lesnar is supposed to be facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the Universal title. You, it just defeats the purpose the purpose of Finn Balor winning, um, even facing for the title because now they're going to bury Finn Balor. So, yeah, that's the real reason why Braun Strowman is not facing Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. It's because they had no plans on him winning it. And it's 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 sad. It's really, really sad. Um, another, another segue into it. Um... Tag team divisions now. That's what we want to do from the tag team women's tag team belts to the men's tag team belts. Um, the tag team division, as everybody knows, is not my favorite cup of tea. Um, I don't. I, I don't think that tag team divisions are bad. I just feel like then I don't do tag team matches. I'm more of a singles competitor, um, and that's my preference. But a lot of people do tag team matches, and it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but essentially. What happened here with the tag team division is it's kind of falling apart, which everybody knows about. Everybody sees that it's coming, um, that it's falling apart, and it's not worthwhile, and it's not worth watching. Well, six superstars, six, and I'm going to go over the six, six superstars, and it goes into what's going on with AEW and all that other stuff, but six superstars asked for their release, and two of them, one of them actually being, well, two of them technically, being a tag team's competitor, and the other one being a mixed tag team, mixed tag team, um, so the Revival asked for their release early this year, um, earlier this week, I should say, I want to say the reports came in last week, 
Um, they asked for the release because they feel like they tag team division had is not being taken seriously. Um, uh, it's just really sad. Um, they feel like that the revival feels like they're not being treated seriously. There's no promos. Um, and winning the tag team titles doesn't even give you guys a solidarity. Actually, last week the Raw tag team titles were not even presented at all on the te- on the televised show, so it made it all the world worse for Scott Dawson and Shane Douglas. Not only that, um, they actually did a spectacular job on the live show. Um, they did a, a tag team match on the live show. They it was well put over. They got put over really well. They got they, it looked like they were getting pushed. Um, especially since the revival suffered so many injuries, they were, it looked like they were finally getting pushed. Especially in the live show, they put on a spectacular match, five stars, great match. Um, as soon as the match was over, they asked for their, they literally walked into the back into the gorilla um press. Um, and that's if you don't know, that's where right before you go, the wrestlers go out. There's a there's a place for all the productions, and sometimes the 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 owner is there sometimes the owner's son or owner's daughter or or the owner's son-in-law is there well the owner was there unfortunately he had to hear the brunt of it and as soon as they were done they went to the gorilla press um room and they asked for their release still in gear still sweating still coming out of their match asking for their release they don't want nothing to do with the, the wwe um and i'm going to tell you the results of that later on in the podcast um, they asked for their release, and they are just legitimately upset about the the division of tag team, and it it's not being taken serious. Um, another superstar's name that to drop um, for asking for their release is the Canellises, which is Mike Canellis or Mike Bennett, um, if you go by the TNA name, and Maria Canellis Bennett or Maria Canellis. Um, who was also was a part of WWE at one point or another, um, Mike Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis um, asked for their release. There was reports coming out saying that as well. I'll give you a report on their what the results for their the results for their release as well. Um, but they pretty much asked for their release, feeling that they have bigger and better opportunities. Actually. Mike Bennett started posting up um, WrestleTees shirts on WrestleTees.com. And if you don't know, you're not, if you're signed to the WWE, you're not allowed to be posting up any kind of products for your own on any kind of websites. Um, the WWE has main control over the entire merchandising of your name, your merchandising period. Like if you're signed to the WWE, they exclusively take care of your merchandising and how much percentage you get back. Um, depending on how many units are sold. So, with that being said, um, sorry guys, <clears throat> Mike Bennett um, started posting up his own product on WrestleTees.com. A lot of people were buying it, which is against WWE's rules. Um, and so, it was also reported that they were acting for the release. Reason why Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis were on, on aren't on WWE. Excuse me. The reason why they weren't on WWE is because Mike Canellis um, was suffering from a drug problem, uh, drug addiction, and he had to go to rehab, and he was battling his um, addiction. And Maria 
had a child and she hasn't been seen on the program since then but you know what's kind of weird to me was the fact that they have <clears throat> the next in, in the next two two days of recording while recording this two days uh, while this was being recorded and posted it's been two days so the 21st of the 23rd there's going to be actually a, a new new rising stars pack and the canelsis are actually supposed to be in the rising stars pack and what made me feel like what i feel in that they you know i'm gonna give you the results on everything but what made me feel like they didn't um was because maria canellis posted up something about her entrance in wwe 2k19 and that was from the new rising stars pack and she was really excited about it excited about it so i I don't know what's going on with that. I can tell you later on in the podcast. So, um, yeah. But as for the two other superstars, the other two are Dolph Ziggler and Sasha Banks. Now, Dolph Ziggler was, again, very unhappy with his status quo in the WWE. At one point or another, he was supposed to be rumored a long time ago, like I think 10 years ago, to relieve the WWE because of his status of what's going on in the WWE. Um, he re-signed, and he stayed with the company for 10, 10 years, 10, 11 years, going on 11 years. Um, if you don't know, Dolph Ziggler actually debuted in 2007, 2008. Um but he really was already a superstar to begin with um, back in 0304 when he was part of the Spirit Squad as Nikki. Um, nobody knew that. Yeah, but Dolph Ziggler was Nikki um, from the Spirit Squad. Um, but anyways, he's been in the company as a tag team competitor and a tag team champion and a singles champion like for many, many years. His track record is slim. Is very very impressive for the uh, for the ten twenty years that he's been working here. Um, no, not ten. Not I me. Mean, not not twenty. Uh, two thousand three, two thousand four, ten, two thousand fifteen. So a good for fourteen years he's been in the company, just as long as John Cena, pretty much fourteen years in the company. He feels like he deserves more and more. He feels like he's young in his career, and he feels like he has a lot more left. Well, the WWE tried to give him a production role, and he turned it down. He turned down that contract straight down. Uh, it's rumored that he's not feeling happy with his his status quo and his status in WWE, and that he wants to leave. He wants to opt out on um, <coughs> on why sign with a company and stay signed to a company when he could just have uh, many many options. Um, I'll give you the report on that as well. Um, and finally, Sasha Banks. Now, Sasha Banks, the woman who's supposed to be facing Ronda Rousey at Royal Rumble, is also asking for her release. Um, the reason being was, well, they she feels like she's being underutilized. And Scott Dawson posted up something um, where something about, like, no, I'm sorry. Sasha Banks actually tweeted at uh, Scott Dawson saying that he wants to like be like them pretty much acting you know be like them and 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 be great role models or whatever 
And Scott Dawson says, yeah, you know, it's not what it's cracked up to be. And she tweeted back, take me with you or, you know, please take me with you. Pretty much actually for her release in a sense. Um, that's what's been rumored. We're not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I'm just going off of what the news reporters and the news sources are saying. Um, but what's going on right now in, in, in these reports is saying that Sasha Banks is asking for her release um, reportedly. This is not confirmed or nor denied, but it's being reported that she's asking for her release with those cryptic messages and stuff like that. Um, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. She did, 2018 wasn't her year, you know, she did not get pushed the way she wanted to. Um, she wasn't happy with her status quo in, in, in WWE, so maybe she did ask for her release, maybe she didn't. Um, but I am going to give you the results of every releasee or releaser that wants to be released from their contract. Starting with the Revival. The Revival asked for their release. They got denied from their release of the contract. And they're actually, uh, they cannot um, opt out of their contract until 2020. They can opt to not sign. Um, Vince McMahon is saying that he does not want anybody being released because of the simple fact of... AEW is a new company, and they don't want any of their guys working in AEW, which will bring me to Chris Jericho. That's a nice little segue, just in a little bit. Um, but <clears throat> he doesn't want any more superstars like from the WWE, for former WWE superstars, going to AEW. If you don't know, there's already two AEW superstars signed to them. Um, so. And we're also going to talk about a, a new signee to the WWE, but again, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, but pretty much, they got denied. They were afraid they, they were going to go to AEW, and so they got denied for their release of the contract. So we're going to see what they're going to be doing from 2019 on. Maybe Vince will make them change their mind by giving them tag team titles and Kind of showing more respect to tag team champions and tag team matches, you know, a little bit more. As for the Canellises, the Canellises, the Canellises, <laughs> they are denying, saying that they did not ask for their release. Um, if Mike Bennett did, if Mike Bennett did ask for his release, he would have gone to Ring of Honor, not signed with AEW, but he would have gone signed to Ring of Honor. That was reported. But they now the new reports saying that they have denied it numerous and numerous of times, um, even stating that you know they they put out a, like a long thing on Instagram, saying that they did not ask for the release, that they're staying with the company, and that anybody will put up anything just to you know get clickbait and to get views and to get more readings on their their posts on their post and programming. Um, uh, like I said, it didn't make any sense if I can know Maria um, would be so excited for her character um, in the new Rising Stars pack to be excited and tweet about it if she was asking for her release. Um, at least I'm asking for Maria then. Mike Bennett, I haven't seen anything from him. Um, so it's, it's it was also rumored saying that Maria did not ask for her, you know, ask for her release. It was Mike Bennett who asked for her his release. Um, but now, like I said, the reports are coming out saying that they both denied asking for their release and anybody would ask for anything and post up anything just because to get clickbait views and clickbait postings and whatever. Um, there was one um, reporter who actually called the Canalysis asking them if this is true before posting it um, and they denied any like 
a confirmation they denied any comments to begin with so we don't know the truth and the butt of the story but that's what's being reported Dolph Ziggler's contract is up sometime this year and he has he has the freedom again turning down that contract for production in the back you know working as a production production team you know it, it did not help in his case I guess so he might be going to AEW um but, yeah, he did not sign back with the WWE so far. His contract is not up yet. He's still currently contracted to the WWE, but we don't know what's exactly going to happen with him um, when the contracts come closer and closer to being re-signed, if he's going to resign with the WWE or if he's going to take the walk and go to AEW. Um, we don't know. We're not 100% sure. And as far as Sasha Banks goes, again, it's still rumored. We're not 100% sure either on what's going on with her. Um, moving on to, you know, segueing into AEW, moving on, um, Chris Jericho, the reason why he actually signed with AEW was because of the simple fact that AEW, um, <clears throat> AEW was offering him more, and he actually was in talks with, uh, Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was trying to offer him something, and AEW was offering him something, and it was he was trying to go back to Vince McMahon saying, "If you want me on your show, you have to offer me up more." He also said that he feels like you know, with fighting with AEW, he still has more to like reinvent, reinvent, reinnovate himself. Sorry, reinnovate himself to being another superstar that's you know who has experience, who's not the same dried up gimmick as like something new or something fun or something that like you know everybody can get behind um as far as Chris Jericho signing with um WWE he kind of like gave them like telling them like yo I want more money I want more things if you want me on the show um he even expressly said that they're offering me this much you gotta kind of counteract that um what ended up happening was he signed with AEW, of course, and Vince McMahon wanted him to be the same nostalgic actor. He wanted him to keep doing the listing, which Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho didn't find fun anymore. He found it boring and stupid, so he didn't. He opted out from um, pretty much signing with WWE. The reason why he actually did not sign with Impact either, because also Impact offered him something, and reason why he didn't sign with Impact was because of the simple fact that Impact, he had meetings with Impact and he thought about it long and hard and he just felt like it wasn't his time there and he had even sat down with Don Callis, his best friend. If you didn't know, Chris Jericho had a best friend in Impact who worked the Impact, Impact production team, um, Don Callis. He had a sit down with them in the meeting with the owner of Impact, and it just never worked out the way he wanted it. You know, they couldn't offer him the money that he wanted, and it just never worked out. So he signed with AEW, of course, smart choice. Um, Chris Jericho, hopefully he, work, he you know works in AEW, but next Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14, um, he will be facing Tabushi, Tabushi for the IWGP Championship which Kenny Omega did drop at the Wrestle Kingdom 13, which we still have no reports on what's going on with Kenny Omega and where he's signing to. 
Um, it's been rumored that he's supposed to be signing with AEW, but again, we're not 100% sure because he still hasn't got out of his N, uh, NW, NJWP, N, no, N, uh, NJPW contract. There we go. <laughs> I was trying to remember the, the abbreviations, but he didn't get out of that contract yet, so we don't know what he's signing with. Um, hopefully he signs with the WWE, probably, maybe not, because again, money was never his big thing, he was always thinking about, like, his creative control and creative ways, and that's what that was, um, but Chris Jericho signed with AEW because he feels like he has 30, 29, 30 years, uh, plus experience in the wrestling business, and he finally gets to debut that and show that in, many, many ways in this company versus WWE, which WWE is a nostalgic act versus AEW where they booked real wrestlers. So, um, speaking of AEW, um, a person who did not sign with AEW but signed with WWE was Tyler Bates. No, not Tyler Bates. Um, actually, I want to get the, the name for you guys right now. It's not Tyler Bates. I think it's Tyler Black or something like that. Let me see something. Uh, I got you guys right now. Okay, let me go to Impacts. Actually, Impacts Twitter. Impact Wrestling. Slow down. I'm sorry, guys. I have to get the name exactly. Uh... It happened actually last week, too. That's the funny thing. He got hit with a cinder block. Um... <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm trying to get the names for you right now. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, that's okay. It's just a brutal kick, but no, that's not what we're looking for. It's like older, it's like an older tweet, so you gotta get, forgive me, guys, on that. I forgot the name. Uh,. What are we looking at now? No, no. Two days ago. Okay, so this this is not the show. Okay, this happened last week, I believe. Sorry, guys. Kind of had to look for it, and it's kind of like weird where it is exactly posted. Um, 
Sorry. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I think we're pretty much in in where it's exactly at. Um. They were talking about the tag team titles. It's not what I care about. I care about the the punch heard around the world. Okay, I think it was Killer Cross too who did that. It was Killer Cross who, who punched the uh, the cinder block. Um, just trying to remember the superstar, the other superstar, that took the punch from the cinder block. So it was Killer Cross. I know that for a fact. Um. Yeah, it was Killer Cross for sure. I'm sorry guys, this is like really hard to look for it, um, to, and to find it. Okay, so it looks like it's not here on the impact. I'm going to type in Killer Cross. Trevor Lee. Okay, so it's Trevor Lee. There we go. Finally. So pretty much Trevor Lee um, is signing with the WWE. He's going to be signing with NXT. Um, he's supposed to be doing that pretty soon. That's why Impact run him off with that cinder block punch to the face. I should have done that from the beginning instead of wasting your ass time. But yes, Killer Cross did punch um, Trevor Lee in the face. Um, but... As far as this goes, the podcast, this podcast is awesome. Um, guys, please keep tuning to the uh, to the podcast. I will have more updates on you, on what's going on in the wrestling world, and for you. Um, my name is Genocide, of course. This has been the Genocide Talk. I'm sorry that it was, like, kind of, kind of eh today. Today's been, like, a non-energetic day, um, but... Hopefully, when my my live stream for the video game will be a lot better. I don't know if these headphones were even working properly. So, yeah. But anyway, guys, enjoy your your night, your day, whatever it may be. Um, come back to another podcast pretty soon. And I'll have more updates for you guys. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the Genesis Auto Talk. I'll see you guys soon.